Moving on, Mama. This is a show about helping mature women plan their long-term care options with host Emmalyn L. Glenn. Welcome to Moving On, Mama. I'm Emmalyn Glenn. I would like to take these next few episodes, maybe, and talk about, uh, give you uh, some commentaries on the status of long-term care and how Congress has, to a greater extent, an effect and uh, influence on how much you will be spending out of pocket for your long-term care. So the first of this series, I want to add some context um, to why we want to talk about um, the influences on your long-term care plan. So let's begin with a little bit of historical context. President uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt's Economic Bill of Rights highlighted eight economic truths relating to human security. Two of these eight truths are, number one, the right to adequate medical care and the opportunity to achieve and enjoy good health, and number two, the right to adequate protection from the economic fears of old age, sickness, accident, and unemployment. Do you see these truths reflected in government spending and or in line with your potential long-term care plan and funding costs? In fact, whose responsibility do you think it is for your long-term care? According to a 2017 long-term care poll survey, Conducted by the Associated Press, NORC Center for Public Affairs Research. Among adults 40 and older, more than half believe that Medicare should be responsible for paying the costs of long-term care. Additionally, a majority, that is 67%, say they have done only a little or no planning at all for their own care needs. Apparently, there is a disconnect between what the public feels it needs and government's response to this need. So far, Medicaid remains the safety net for the poor, or if you'd like to call uh, the poor, just say um, income insecure. And the rest of us are on our own. That being said, let's take a look at three macro-level factors that impact your long-term care plan and costs. Number one, the administration in office, its political ideology, associated policies, and potential toward change. Number two, how your state and local representatives vote, including their voting history. And number three, No tax increases and no tax cuts equal no human infrastructure spending, which translates to escalating elder care and out-of-pocket costs for long-term care. Now you might ask, why are these factors important in long-term care planning? Well, according to Health at a Glance 2019 OECD Indicators, and by the way, OECD stands for Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. Development. Anyway, 
the 2019 OECD indicators highlight these four points. Number one, the United States spends $10,000 per resident on health care compared to $4,000 U.S. dollars per person on average across OECD countries. Number two, health expenditure has largely outpaced economic growth in the past and is expected to do so in the future. Number three, reforms to improve economic efficiency are critical. And lastly, population aging increases demand for health services, particularly for long-term care. This places more pressure on family members, mostly women. By 2050, the share of the population aged 80 and over will more than double. So, in a nutshell, ladies, your long-term care plan and funding, it are depending on how much federal, state, and local governments' willingness to invest in elder care programs, initiatives, services, and tax credits based on age and not need. That being said, let's consider the following article by Mr. Howard Gleckman entitled, Is Congress About to Take Historic Steps to Enhance Elder Care? And this is from uh, September 2016, 2021, a Forbes um, magazine article. Okay. Not since the 1960s have so many critical policy issues that affect older adults come together in Congress at one time. Over the next few months, lawmakers will decide whether to both increase and fundamentally refocus federal support for older adults and younger people with disabilities. Those reforms would assist those who need long-term care services and supports and many healthy older adults receiving Medicare. The vehicle for many of these initiatives is the $3.5 trillion domestic spending bill now being debated in Congress, which is being considered as part of Congress's arcane budget reconciliation process. The framework for it all is President Biden's Build Back Better plan. Some proposals almost certainly will be scaled back. Some already are being trimmed, but by the end of this year, our system for long-term care could look very different than it does today. Here are some highlights of what is on the table. Uh, Medicare benefits. Last Friday, the House Ways and Means Committee voted to expand Medicare benefits for hearing, vision, and dental care. To keep short-term costs down, the committee decided to allow vision benefits to begin in 2022 and hearing benefits in 2023. But the most costly initiative, which is dental coverage, would not begin until 2028. Medicare drug prices. Biden and many uh, members of Congress are pushing... Uh, are pushing plans to allow Medicare to negotiate prices directly with pharmaceutical manufacturers. Many versions of reform have surfaced, and some Democrats and most Republicans oppose any major changes 
in the way Medicare purchases drugs. Still, it is likely that Congress will agree on some changes by the end of the year, though what the new system will look like and what drugs will be covered remains uncertain. Uh, let's see here. Um, bear with me. Yes, I have this copy on both pages. Okay. Older Americans Act. Biden's fiscal year 2022 budget would increase funding for a wide range of supports for older adults by one third or more than 750 million. Funding for these programs, critical supports for those living at home, has been largely stagnant for years. Among Biden's proposed increases, $390 million for nutrition programs such as Meals on Wheels, $158 million for supportive services, and $7 million for caregiver respite. As with other initiatives, Congress may scale back Biden's ambitious request, but it likely uh, will funding, but it likely will funding, will fund well above current levels. Okay. Paid family leave. This idea has been debated in Congress for years, but may finally get traction in 2021. And crucially, the leave programs would apply to families caring for older or dis disabled relatives, not just infants. The plan adopted by the Ways and Means Committee would provide up to 12 weeks of paid leave with the share of wage replacement tied a worker's to a worker's income. Most workers would get about two-thirds of their regu regular pay. Public long-term care insurance. This probably is the most ambitious plan on the agenda. Representative Tom Swayze, Swazi, Democrat from New York, proposed a public catastrophic long-term care insurance program earlier this year. The plan funded by a small payroll tax increase would cover costs for those with uh, long spells of long-term care needs. The benefit would require people to wait a period of time before receiving benefits with higher income people waiting longer than those with long incomes. Let me repeat that line before I continue. The benefit would require people to wait a period of time before receiving benefits with higher income people waiting longer than those with low incomes. Okay, that bill is not likely to pass Congress this, this year, but Washington State has adopted its own public long-term care insurance program and other states, including California, Michigan, Illinois, and, and Minnesota are in various stages of considering their own plans. This agenda is exceedingly ambitious and much of the proposed new federal spending may not happen. But after many years in the policy wilderness, long-term care and aging services are back on the agenda. As a result, federal support for older adults and younger people with, with disabilities may look very different in coming years than it does today. Medicaid home and community-based services. In March, Congress enacted a one-year 10% increase in the federal contribution to Medicaid's home and community-based HCBS program. 
worth between 11 billion and 12 billion for this year. To follow up, the Biden administration proposed a $400, oh my wish, $400, proposed a $400 billion increase in federal funding for Medicaid home-based care um, program over the next eight years. Now, the House Energy and Commerce Committee is developing a permanent 7% increase in the federal match for HCBS, along with extra money for administrative costs and to boost programs that allow families to direct their own long-term care. Overall, the measure would boost federal spending on Medicaid, HCBS by about $190 billion. The House bill is a somewhat scaled-back version of a plan proposed by Senate Aging Committee Chair Bob Casey, Democrat from Pennsylvania, that would permanently increase the federal contribution to Medicaid HCBS by 10%. In the end, Congress is unlikely to adopt Biden's costly proposal but it will continue to bend the curve toward more home-based Medicaid long-term care and away from nursing home care. Okay, so that is that with this article. And I want to focus on this quickly here because it really struck me when that one line I just read, in the end, Congress is unlikely to adopt Biden's costly, Biden's costly proposal. Well, bear that in mind and don't forget that point, the costly proposal, because is that not in line with what I started out by uh, um, referring to President Franklin D. Roosevelt's Economic Bill of Rights highlighted when it highlighted eight economic truths and I did um, focus on two of those truths. Again, it's, birth, it's worth um, restating. That first truth, number one, the right to adequate medical care and the opportunity to achieve and enjoy good care. And number two, the right to adequate protection from the economic fears of old age, sickness, accident, and unemployment. And now let's just juxtapose that again with Biden's quote-unquote costly proposal. Remember the forces um, that do have um, an overbearing um, um, emphasis on how much you will spend on your out-of-pocket long-term care costs. Remember, whatever administration is in office, its political ideology, associated policies, and potential toward change, and same emphasis would be uh, your state and local representatives, their voting history, and how they will and have voted on or had voted on uh, these initiatives in the past. And number three, no tax increases and no tax cuts equal no human infrastructure spending, which translates to escalating elder care and out-of-pocket costs for long-term care. All right. Um, 
I hope you've gotten something out of um, what we just, what I just went over. And, um, again, do remember that the sooner you get your long-term care plan under your belt, the more impact your enhanced care when you need it, when you're older, is when you really need it. Your quality of life in your golden years. So that being said, thank you so much for listening to You have been listening to Moving On Mama, Long-Term Care Planning with Emmeline L. Glenn.